Abiathar was a priest like his father Ahimelech. It was as they were serving as priests in the city of Nob that David came to them. They were afraid, because all of Israel knew of the tension between Saul their king and David their hero. Many knew that Saul wanted to kill David. Some knew that David was God's chosen replacement for Saul. Whatever Ahimelech and Abiathar knew, they were nervous about David's visit. To put their minds at ease, David told them he was on a mission from Saul. He and his men needed provisions. The priests had nothing on hand to eat except the bread consecrated to the Lord, and they had no weapons except the sword of Goliath, the giant. Nervous or not, it seemed fitting to them to give both to David and his men. They were about the Lord's business and needed to eat, and David himself had killed the giant. It all seemed right to them, so they gave what they had to David and his men. Not long after, Saul came to Nob and settled much of their confusion and nerves. He publicly announced his opposition to David. He found out from his chief shepherd that David had been there and had received the help of Ahimelech the priest and his family. Ahimelech asked what they were supposed to have done. Who did Saul trust more and with more reason than David? Why wouldn't they help him, national tension aside? But it didn't matter to Saul. He had Ahimelech and his whole family killed. He killed 85 priests of God and then killed the rest of the town for good measure. Saul confirmed to all who were paying attention that David, not Saul, was on the side of the Lord. Abiathar escaped. He took the priest's ephod and fled to find David. David took the blame for his family's death and the destruction of the town. David welcomed Abiathar. Abiathar became David's priest and eventually one of two high priests for David's reign. He supported David faithfully, he obeyed David as his king, and interceded between David and God as his priest. But at the end of David's reign, Abiathar found himself once again stuck between the obvious choice for king and the choice God had made. David's oldest son, Adonijah, made a play for the throne. He invited all the king's other children except Solomon to a banquet. He invited Joab, the commander of David's army, but not Benaiah, David's general. And he invited Abiathar, the high priest, but not Zadok, the other high priest. He divided the leaders of Israel between Solomon and himself and picked Abiathar for his team. That seemed right to Abiathar. Adonijah was the oldest, it made sense for him to succeed David, but many in Israel knew that Solomon was David's choice, and some knew that God had chosen Solomon to replace David. And so Abiathar went along with Adonijah, but he must have felt a familiar nervousness. Politics, right? So let's assume some things about Abiathar. We have to, because nothing he actually said is recorded for us in the Bible. So let's assume that since he was a priest, he wanted to follow God's will. And he learned that from his priest father. And he watched his priest father try to follow God's will and get killed for it by a wicked king. And he fled and joined the side of the king God had chosen. And he tried to follow God's will and serve faithfully. And at the time for the next seat change, he was probably still trying to follow God's will. And in hindsight, we can say that he got it wrong, but let's not let that stop us from assuming he was trying to get it right. 
And maybe let's assume that about each other today, too. Because politics is not less confusing today. Today, we know so much more about what's going on, and we understand so much less about what God's will is. So there are things that seem right and worthy of our support, and there are things that seem wrong and worth opposing. But unless God's word speaks to them specifically, we can't know for sure until we have some hindsight. So let's assume that everyone is trying to get it right the way we are. And let's admit that we might find out we were wrong about some stuff and right about some other stuff, and that there was a whole pile of stuff that we hadn't even considered. And let's see that everyone else is in exactly the same boat. Solomon became king, of course, and he was angry enough with Abiathar to have him killed, but he had to admit that he knew that Abiathar had always tried to do the right thing under his father David. So Solomon discharged Abiathar from the priesthood and sent him home. And Abiathar must have been relieved. Not getting executed was great, I'm sure, but I bet Abiathar was also relieved to be forced out of politics. He would never have to pick sides again. He could just follow whoever was king and let them pick the next one and follow him too. And he could just trust that God was in control and that his will will be done and his kingdom will come and Abiathar didn't have to get all mixed up in it all. We can't get the same relief. Our system is different. We aren't just told whom to follow and support and honor. We choose. We vote. And we can choose wrong and find ourselves having to follow and support and honor the people we voted against. And that makes people angry enough to kill. But not us, right? Let's not let that be us. Let's keep trying to follow God's will. And let's assume other people are too. And if God's word tells us clearly that they are not, then we know what's right. And we can say so. But getting all angry about it isn't going to help. It is always going to be God's will for us to love everyone. It is always going to be true that we are all sinners in need of forgiveness. It is always going to be God's will that everything we think, say, and do as Christians ought to point to Jesus' love and forgiveness so that everyone we see, talk to, or vote for, or against will see our faith in Jesus. And someday we'll die and be forced out of politics. And that will be such a relief. We'll go to the perfect kingdom and live under the perfect king for forever. And because we will, let's try to be a source of relief for each other today. Let's assume there's enough fuel on the fire. Let's assume we can be examples of trying our best to follow God's will the way I assume Abiathar was. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. 
This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawi, who is like the dawn, like the noonday sun. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.